Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Well, hello there, and welcome to Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. We're so happy that you're here today. Ah, that's good, Joe. You did it! Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee. Great job, everybody. We're to fight against robots from another planet who want to wipe us out and take the Earth. Probably happens all the time. If we succeed, there will not be any shield in the future. Just north of Groom Lake, Nevada, home of Area 51. We're trying to stop the Chronicoms from stealing a space weapon. If that thing goes off, it could take out the entire branch of the shield. Daniel Sousa. Who's that? He's Peggy Carter's old partner. Marvel's Agents of Shield. GVN presents Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. Today's binge. Marvel's Agents of Shield. Good morning! Welcome to Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge with your hosts, Martin Sexton and Kathy Sexton. Go ahead. You're done. We're done now. You just did the whole thing. I'm useless. Can't believe it. Quiet over there. Just I thought after I gave you top billion and everything last week, now you're just stomping all over me. That's right. I forgot. It's Kathy and Martin's coffee binge. Okay. So, you got that on your system? Yeah. I'm good now. Let's go. Hello. This is Martin and Kathy's coffee binge. And we're going to be talking episode three of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But as usual, before we start doing that, I give my wonderful wife, Kathy, an opportunity to talk about what she wants to talk about. So, the floor is yours, my dear. Okay, so. What we're going to talk about is how Martin's going to go get a haircut tomorrow. No. Hopefully. If not tomorrow, it's going to be Monday. But there's a haircut You have somebody up. coming here for Jeffrey when that happens? No, we'll take him with us. We've taken him with us before. Uh, that was then, this is now. What the hell are you talking about that was then, this is now? This is back when we didn't have to wear a mask and we could all just go in there and sit in the middle of the crowd, but we can't do that anymore. Well, we'll go, Martin, Jeffrey and I'll sit in the car. Can't do that. But then the show. Then I'll tell her to cut my hair any way I want. And... Oh no! I'll walk in and say, "Cut <laughs> it all off," and then you'll say, "Thanks." And then you go, "Just trim." I've never tell her that. This I is tell her to ridiculous. cut it the same. I tell her to cut it the same way. You I always. Like a, she always your cuts hair is it. longer than mine. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Sure it you, does. You you cut yours like every other week. No, huh? I don't. I don't cut it every other. You week. cut it every other so week. I did whack all of it off this time because it was just. You didn't whack all long. of it off. Yeah, it's short. It was super short. All of it off, you'd be bald. You have well, I wouldn't look good bald. Maybe yeah. a mohawk would be all right for me. Actually, this isn't near as long as I've had it longer. Yes, you have. As I remember, one time when we went out to dinner, and the guy said thought that we were two <laughs> girls. <laughs> Can I help you, ladies? <laughs> I'll take him the berry as well. I appreciate it. 
That was horrible. I didn't really know you wanted to get up and beat the shit out of him. Well, like I said, was, but was, you have a great sense of humor, so it, that was what you did. You said, "Oh." Right. You said, "What was so different than uh, back when I was uh, <clears throat> nineteen or twenty, and someone tried to give me the senior citizen's discount because <laughs> of the gray hair?" So, uh, hey, let me tell you what: this three, four dollars off makes all the difference. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't turning it down. Said, so, "Hey, you want to call me old, but guess you give me three bucks off? Okay." Right. That's right. I'm not gonna fight you on it. <clears throat> I mean, it was Bonanza or something like that, or one of those uh, cheap steak places. <laughs> yeah, I miss those places. There's something about this taste of A1 and one of them. And one, <laughs> and one the taste of, of A1. One, the taste of A1 and one of those fine steaks from <laughs> Bonanza. <laughs> the Ponderosa. Yeah, those are great places together. I do like that. Well, say I used to when I worked at the television shop, I would go there for my, you know, I'd eat there alone for my. Lunch. You know, you really got to stop telling me those stories because they break my heart every time you tell me those stories. I'm like, I would have been there with you. It wasn't that big a deal, really. Well, it, was, it was to me. So. You know, the, I was just ready to figure out what I was going to do with the other 12 minutes of the 30 I had after after I ate that tiny little steak. <laughs> oh, heck. So. We done here? Anything else? Nothing? Nothing? Yeah, no, so nothing else, Martin. Okay. I, I really thought that uh, I had another thought in mind. I'm not really sure what it was about. So we'll move on here. Now it's time to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, uh, uh, and episode three, which was Alien Commies from the Future. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, what was your first thoughts about alien comedies from, from the, the future? future? Yeah, that's right. Well, the bottom line is okay. on this show, I really liked that um, Gemma played Agent um, Carter. I really thought that was really cute, and I like that. <laughs> it was hilarious to me that um, uh, her partner Sousa was showed up at the the site where he would be anyway normally. Well, you know, and that brings up a, a point, you know, I said, and of course Jim has been, pretty much most of them are giant fans of Peggy Carter. Right. And of course, Jim was a fan of Peggy Carter because uh, she was British. Right. Which uh, I almost question why in the world you would do that. Okay, now, Daniel Suzu was around. He right. was Peggy Carter's partner. If Daniel Sousa was around, Peggy Carter's around too. Why, why would you decide to pretend to be somebody that you know as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent could possibly show up wherever you're at? In this case, that you know, it wasn't her. It was Daniel Sousa, which was her partner. But the minute he showed up, and Beyonce doing when the thing started, I thought he maybe didn't remember what she... Because uh, he went along with it kind of... Nicely initially when he when she turned around. Yeah. Though so he must have did still something about uh, Peggy because right before he went to go find her, he looked in the window and was fixing his hair to make sure he looked good. Yes, he did. Of course, uh, if you've ever watched uh, Agent Carter, you know the TV series which uh, got canceled after two seasons. Him and Peggy were together at the end of it. Mm. Of course, now they've screwed that whole thing up with yeah, now uh, they the Endgame thing, thing yeah. uh, which has a whole another again that whole time travel thing that uh, we'll get into sometime. Uh, but anyway, so uh, I love, of course, that no. doesn't mean that those things didn't happen. And this is the part of the time travel thing that I think find a little bit um, baffling. Okay, 
if time travel is done and in the very beginning of this it's ripples not waves okay but you still could cause things to happen well see you know and, and this is see this is the thing that confuses me we weren't going to get into this but now that we're talking about where we are well okay right. so in uh season five fits in the you know is they go into the future fits is left in the past right he gets in the the cryogenic chamber and freezes himself and sleeps till he gets to the future right 70 years right so then the future I well mean, wait a minute he really doesn't sleep till he gets to 70 well actually again this is where you start getting into this confusion the original season five he slept all the way to 70 years right and came out and was caught up to the rest of the team right so then they find their way back and the past fits who was frozen and went to the future comes back to the past with them but somehow that the the fits that was frozen is still up in space. So how does so if you go by that theory, Captain America goes to the past to be with Peggy, what happened to the frozen Captain America? Is he still did he come back before he crashed the plane and got frozen? Is there still another Steve Rogers frozen underneath? You know, kinda of like the Fitz thing where the Well, he went back in time and then he just lived his life. I know, but still, I mean, at that time, Steve Rogers, depending on when he came back, was in the water, frozen up. We're gonna have, you know, what we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to have a whole wall in the dining room where we put strange. Here's your, here's your, here's your timeline, um, Captain America, and here's your timeline, all you other people. Well, it doesn't matter. So were they all, talking like all, it was an alternate time thing? Again, then that just confuses things. I just more. want to know when do I get to see Fitz and where is he? Oh, yes. We, and I guess at least uh, through three episodes, we're still asking that question. I know, and I just can't take it anymore. I need to see him this coming up episode, and it don't look like I'm going to see him then either. Well, say, it's what's going to happen sooner or later, and for well, the reason we discussed last well, time. Well, he has to. He's right. probably taking care of their child right now, and I would like to know what's going on. Okay, so... Right, go ahead. Uh, or is again, it him and the other job? Oh. Now, there. That's why she feels like an LMD, like everybody keeps saying. Well, no, she doesn't feel like an LMD. Um, I didn't say that. I didn't people, say she wasn't. No. I said she's... She, never mind. Let's right. move on. Other, other people have said that. Okay, so anyway, so they they went to 1955. <laughs> yes. So, of course, no, this is one thing that Agent Shield has always been great at is their, ti- their, their title cards. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. You know, the, uh, they change it to whatever situation they're in. Right, I do you like You know, that. like when they're Agents of Hydra, they change it to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, so in, cool. in this one, they started out with the... The noir black and white yeah. title card. Now they're in 1955 and they're doing the sci-fi thing. They're doing the Roger Corman kind of uh, sci-fi monster looking uh, thing. Uh, I'm always looking forward to see it's what... It's a the, font yeah, thing. Yeah, it, it really is. It's a font thing. And I'm always interested to see what they're going to do next with their next title card. Now, I think in the episode they'll be showing this week... It's still in the same time period. Still, I think around nine fifty five. But I think they're going noir again because it looked like they were going black and white. Uh-huh. Which, uh huh. Which you know, I'll be interested to see what they do there. Okay, so just like last week, we talked about who was the star of the episode. Uh, so for alien comedies from the future, who do you think could have should have kind of stood out 
amongst either the regular cast or maybe a guest star who uh, you thought did a really good job in this well, episode. Well, I think that the um, guy that was the... Um... Are we talking about uh, the uh, Gerald Sharp the Department of Defense? Yeah. That right. guy. Yeah, Michael Gaston. That's uh, it, Michael right. Gaston. He was actually. He I was, was trying to think of his name, I, and I'm sorry, Martin. I. I um, he was my co-performer of the week. Yeah, uh, I, did, I did not. Um, I didn't read over the um, notes for today's game. <laughs> That's um, quite all right. Said so, uh, and of course, I thought that he was. Uh, he was kind of funny. Though he wasn't, you know, at that time, of course, you know, because of, there was the communist scare and everything. Right. So. so you bunch of commies. Right, <laughs> and of course, you know, America. America's the best. America, this is really, really proper. Right. So he was a very America. much a proud American. And of course, they initially, when Deke, when they captured the guy, Deke was telling, well, he's a pencil pusher, so we, we don't have any problem getting information out of him. Right. Well, come to find out, he was a former military. And according to him, that he wrote the field manual on interrogation. So do your worst. You're not going to scare me. You're scare me. And of course, part of his charm was that uh, he basically insulted or offended just about any nationality who happened to come to him. So, of course, with Yo-Yo, it was Mamacita and, ooh, Caliente. <laughs> and, of course, with Mac, it was, uh, well, it's a good thing that your boy here is there. To t- and, of course, even, you know, and I didn't catch it the first time when I did on the rewind where Mac said, did he just call me boy? Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> uh, Mac pretty much, by now, wants to pretty much smack anybody from the past because they're they're all racist well, jerks and of course eventually he he does uh smacking well he can't help it right uh I but, no i said and he's sitting there telling yo-yo nope 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 you know we're not going to be violent about it uh which was kind of funny because uh he did it no matter who he was put in front of him he did it when uh uh may came in front of him called her oriental and of course, mm. Yo Yo said that she had to t- separate her from him, uh, which uh, wouldn't surprise me with May. Uh, but uh, I thought Clark Gregg did a great job. He's always does a great right. job. And I said, and of course, I I, of course that's because I'm right, because I love him as Colson. But the whole deal where they're trying to figure out which of the scientists are chronicons, so they're asking them questions. Right. Uh, I thought was good. Uh, and of course, again, because of the time and the whole. Uh, America Pride thing. I thought it was funny when he uh, asked the guy if he thought John Wayne was overrated. <laughs> uh, see, now that that would have stirred me up. Uh, he said, uh, basically, he said, you know, think he's kind of overrated. Yeah, I get it. You're rugged. You ride a horse. So what? <laughs> said, he was trying to incense them to make right, sure that they he, had feelings. Right, uh, and that and exactly what the guy did. Said so. He said, so who cares about John Wayne? Who cares? Who cares about John Wayne? America cares. <laughs> he was very, very bothered by that. And, right, and that was what, the, and that was their whole intention because they figured instead of trying to figure out who's a Chromagon, they just need to find out who was human. Correct. So they're going to stir an emotion out of them. So uh, one guy he asked, "Okay, think fast, Jimmy Stewart or Gary Cooper," and the guy tells him Van Johnson. He goes. Seriously? But he figures, well, you must not be a Chromagon because who the heck sits says Van Johnson? Uh, also, Colson apparently, even though he's an LMD, doesn't like to see people cry. Because uh, Jim had got the uh, scientist that was telling him about uh, a romance story. I'm not sure exactly what story she was talking about. But haven't you ever sacrificed your something for the woman you love? And he starts tearing up and says, yes. 
<laughs> and Colson goes, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, they're trying to comfort him. And he does the same thing on the bus when the little he's telling the little lady about the turtle turned over on her back yeah. and, and roasting in the sun. Die. Roasting in the sun and you're not doing anything about it. How could you say that? <laughs> <laughs> so then he starts going, oh, I'm so sorry, sorry, sorry. So obviously the LMD Colson is a sensitive fellow. And he also told, apparently explained that the word moist bothers people. <laughs> it is. That's very, that's very well known. Oh, I didn't know that. And I guess, yes. it, especially when you emphasize. <laughs> moist. That was funny. Right. right so. Let's see. That's a, that's a real, uh, that's a real thing. Really? Yeah. It is. Let's talk about how well you know that. Because I watch more, um, uh, Stuff right, I say, and I also thought it was funny when Jim was asking, uh, brings up the first scientist and says, How many fingers am I holding up? And before you can even say, Nope, you're wrong, it was two. <laughs> and the guy's looking at, I didn't even answer yet. Scientists hate to be told they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. So, uh, like I said, so Michael Gaston as Gerald Sharp was good, uh, and of course, Clark Gregg is always great as Colson. Uh, so it was oh, it was also nice, uh, to see. Inver Jokai return as, as, like I said, Daniel Souza. Like I said, if you haven't watched Agent Carter, like I said, you can see it on Disney+. Plus. It's well worth watching. Uh, and uh, like I said, him coming back just kind of reminds me that they got the short end of the stick as far as being canceled after only two seasons. Um, hey, was he in that? Yeah, Agent Carter. Yeah, like I said. So he, he was the guy that played that guy? Yes, that. absolutely. Oh, well, that was pretty cool. Yeah, see, now, and of course, we're still waiting and we're assuming... To somewhere along the line that... I'm it, sorry, I wasn't paying attention that to that Peggy part. Carter... Well, I don't know if you've ever actually watched Ancient Carter. I haven't, but that's Like I said, point. but it is... I mean, but it is available to see, and it's only like 18 episodes total uh, for the, the two seasons. Eight for the first season, ten for the second. As we remember last week in the episode, Daisy told Deke to kill Ray. And, of course, Mac told him to, you know, put the gun down. And I remember we mentioned last week that we thought that I would would have been surprised had Mac not addressed Daisy about why she did that. Well, of course, in this episode, he did. Were you surprised that Mac questioned, questioned Daisy about why she... Was, uh, was I surprised? Yeah. No, I yeah. wasn't. I mean, why not? Well, because he's the, he's the um, director now. And she's... Gave that privilege to him. Right, because she had the she right. was she the had director the job. before she, well, she wanted the job, so there you go. Now quit just follow and, directions. You know, and of course, she, her thinking was, well, you didn't have all the information, so I made the call. I said, well, that wasn't That's your call. Still, you're not yeah. your call to make right. no matter whether you had all the information or not. Now the other part of it was he also kind of dressed deep down a little bit, saying that I know you're not an agent. But, but right you're now gonna, you're with us, so now you're acting like an agent. So when I tell you to do something, you do, do it. it. And even though I, I could have seen him maybe balking at that, he did not. He said, okay, yeah. Um, now, after the fact, him and Daisy talked, and he kind of deep kind of got on Daisy for putting him in that position. And he should have. Right. And Daisy, of course, was going, well, I'll rank you. And, you know, these are the and kind he's of like, things. I don't care. I'm not even an agent. And you probably shouldn't have been telling me right, what well, to do anyway. And, and, which is basically what he said. Not, um that, you know, you're not, you know, yeah, if my commander tells me to do it, I'll need to do it. But you weren't my commander. Says, and had I killed, you know, and of course, then she's telling him that, well, you know, uh, 
he ends up being like the Grand Wizard of Hydra, and we could have saved a lot of lives by killing him. He said, yeah, but I would have had to live with that. It would have been on me. And of course, he's thinking, you know, I Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I don't remember you being quite so squeamish before about this kind of thing. He said, well, I'm not the same guy that you met from the lighthouse. I've changed, and I don't, I'm not going back to that. So she said, she, and that's when she ended up finding the information on Daniel Sousa. It was well while they were having that conversation. Uh, okay, like I said, and we already talked about Gemma being, pretending to be Peggy Carter. Okay, uh, let's talk about some of the, there were some really good lines in the show, uh, just, you know, by different people, kind of throwaway lines, that we're going to just kind of mention them. Uh, and the first one I thought that was kind of funny was when they first got to Area to Area 51, Colson <laughs> told Daisy that Area 51 is actually a shield base. And a matter of fact, all areas are shield bases. So uh, Daisy said everything, wow, conspiracy me was, uh, let's see, was, oh, conspiracy me was so right. <laughs> <laughs> of course, she like is where the show started in season one. That's what she did. She kind of uh, was sharing state secrets to whoever would listen because she thought that you should, the government shouldn't keep secrets. So uh, I guess apparently that was one of the conspiracies she thought about. And she found out she was right. <laughs> uh, I also thought, you know, we were talking about Gemma pretending to be Agent Carter. And of course, uh, when uh, Daniel Souza shows up and he's told that Agent Carter is there, so he's going to go see her. And comes to find out that it's not her. Right. So uh, he locks her and Coulson up. And when Daisy comes to see him, he's sitting there saying, yeah, said that woman who's pretending to be Agent Carter, she's doing the worst British, <laughs> British imitation I've <laughs> ever heard. You tell her that. Right, yeah, and that's what I thought. So Daisy said, yeah, you should tell her that, <laughs> right? <laughs> also, again, when the beginning where Jimmy was explaining that what they were doing basically were drafting off the Chronicons, following them wherever they went. So, of course, uh, Deke said, yeah, it's sort of like Days of Thunder. He said, I'll explain it to you later. <laughs> and I'm thinking, so, well, somebody's been watching old movies <laughs> for even to know what Days of Thunder is. Right. <laughs> uh, another one, when, of course, they, you know, they've been trying to get, uh, to get Mr. Sharp to spill his guts. And, of course, he's uh, playing hardball and not talking to any of them. Uh, but they figure that Deke can get it out of him because Deke's white. <laughs> And right. Uh, so. Oh, that yeah. That yeah. was the whole. That whole episode was all about um, him insulting May because she was Asian and uh, Mac Yo, because he was because he was black and Yo-Yo because she was Spanish and um, so he had all of his little smart aleck remarks to make all his racist <laughs> comments that he was making. So which wasn't funny really, but it was kind. Of, it was funny only because. You knew exactly the time concept of you know the uh, when this uh, happened, when this happened uh, as you could see that happening uh, back in the forties and fifties, early fifties. And you say, and so of course when uh, not that it was right, but it was just whatever. and they're and they're looking at Deke, and he said, uh, "What are you guys looking at me for? What you know? I'm not a shield agent. Why? Why do you think he's going to listen to me?" And they're sitting there staring. He said, "So 
do we need to say it? <laughs> and he's sitting there thinking, and then he starts, is it because oh. of this? this? <laughs> and he's sitting there and this is his face. why we need to do a video. <laughs> and we still, we still make it. Podcast. Here. Right. So, well, uh, is it, don't they call them video podcasts? Yeah. I mean, basically, I mean, what tends to happen is they'll record a video podcast, but then also have the audio separate. So they'll post the audio on one thing and then the whole thing uh, on the other. So anyway, so uh, of course he says, okay, I'm going to go talk to him. And then he starts complaining about stupid white privilege. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And of course, when Deke talks to him, he doesn't get a whole lot further than any of them do. Because it's funny because he's sitting there, Deke, when he comes in, he sits there applauding him, saying Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, I've got to tell you that you cost me some money because I had bet that you were going to break a long time ago. But uh, you... You know, you, you held out. He said, why, was this a test? I said, yeah, it was a test, and you passed with flying colors. He said, uh, so well, perhaps you should uh, tell me about um, the the Helios. Say, say, is it, you know, is it safe? He says, uh, yeah, I could tell you about that if I was a moron. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but he did tell Deke that the Helios doesn't work. So, uh, so he at least gave him that information that he didn't give to the other people. So getting back to the lines, uh, another deal with Daisy when uh, Agent Souza had arrested Colson and Gemma, and he went back to his office, and Daisy was in his office, and he's sitting there asking her and said, "Okay, uh, who are you?" And she goes, "Well, it doesn't matter who I am because I don't exist, and we never met." <laughs> But my initials are C-I-A. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was was funny. Um, when uh, Gemma and Colson first get to the base, Dr. Vega is showing them around. Okay, so when he shows them the little communicator watch that they built. And I kept thinking, Colson's probably thinking... I want that. Yeah, so, I need that for my collection. Right, and of course, because uh, right, he collected all And I thought he, kept, I mean, he was thinking... You know, I could pocket some of this stuff. They won't visit. <laughs> this is great. Right. And, uh, of course, uh, that watch he had was a big old giant thing. It was. It's about the same size as your um, your Apple Watch. Right. Well, it just Apple, doesn't have an attention right, on. Right. But most of my watches, the watches I've had, have been like giant. that. Big, giant things that you use for a dinner plate. Um, but, uh, so then he takes them to the, the Helios machine. Mm-hmm. He takes them to his tables. Okay. And this is the Helios machine. So, Colson says... I would have thought it would have been bigger. Well, anyway, so I, and I thought that they missed an opportunity there. And this was the opportunity, and you and I have discussed it before. It was 1955. Back to the Future. Yes. Right. He should have told November him. November 5th, 1955. He should have told him when he said that he uh, that it was a model, and then he should have apologized that it wasn't up to, to scale. scale or painted. Right. And then he could have said, it's great, Doc. <laughs> I thought that would have been funny had they did that, but they didn't do it. Maybe it was too obvious. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Or maybe they did it and then said, that's too stupid. Or else they said, Back to the Future said we can't do that. Uh, I said, uh, Colson has mentioned all kinds of Uh, pop culture references, references, Star Wars all over the place. So I don't think that would have been a problem. Uh, I thought it was a good segment. Not so much a funny segment, but a good segment where Yo-Yo and May come in talking about female pilots. 
And of course, Yo wanted to know, so, well, you know, why would they, you know, considering the era and the fact that most of these guys are sexist, why would they still readily accept female pilots? Crashing planes and not worry and, about them. And, I don't know. Well, no, May said that it's because the female they pilots, were better. right, were uh, they outflew the men, and they had to because their job was to pull targets around for the men to shoot at. And she went, "Wow, that's Yo-Yo. Went, that's really impressive, but still very sexist." And she goes, "Yep, sure was." Now, and that brings up a point. This is supposed to at least be a secure shield installation. Did it not seem like anybody and everybody could just walk right up into that well, place? That, that place was discovered more than the deserted isle on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> I mean, everybody was walking in there. That's pretty much true, though. I, I agree with you on that. Right, so uh, speaking of uh, May and Yo-Yo, they're, you know, the problems that they had going on are still, still exist. And we got a little more insight into May's issue. Because, you know, you know, when she first woke up in the pod, she was having the dream of all these people in the spirit world grabbing her. Mm-hmm. Well, this was the problem she had uh, at the base when they threw the gas canisters in to get the scientists to try to figure out which one of them was a chronicom. Right. And they're all trying to escape and they're jostling May. So she basically has an anxiety attack because all those people are touching her and has to get out of the room. So... There's something about when she spent time in that spirit world that's still bothering her. but uh, And it has something to do with, like I said, I'm not sure if it was because of them touching her or what it is, but that's part of it. But we don't, still don't know what exactly what it is. Uh, she seemed a little more like herself in this episode, but she, she still had that. Yo-Yo still can't seem to use her powers. She still can't seem to run. Because uh, when they found the Chronicon after throwing the gas in, and she and she took up all the stairs, Yo-Yo tried to pursue her, but couldn't move. Mm-hmm. She just kind of froze where she's at. Now, again, you know, we talked last week where we thought that it was a mental thing. I still think it is, though we don't know what it is that's blocking that for her. But she's still having that issue. Okay, so they figure out what the Chronicons want to do. And, of course, what they want to do is basically blow up the Helios machine and take out, because at that time, all these VIP, S.H.I.E.L.D. VIPs are there at the base. They basically want to take out the brain trust, early brain trust of S.H.I.E.L.D. so S.H.I.E.L.D. can't function. So to do that, what they want to do is, if you remember back in Season 5, uh, when they were trapped in the future and had to get back using the monolith, Enoch hooked himself to the machine, basically made himself the power supply to run it. Well, that's what they wanted to do with the Helios machine. It's because the reason that Sharp said it didn't work is because they couldn't get a sustained enough energy source to run it. So their plan was to get one of the Chronicons to attach himself to it, basically sacrifice himself to blow it up, and then take out half the shield base and of course Daisy and them Daisy excuse me not Daisy uh, May and Yo-Yo went after went after her because she was a female or at least that's what she looked like uh, at the site and was fighting her trying to keep her from attaching to the thing in the meantime Gemma was at the base 
because <clears throat> they showed him the first prototype of the EMP, which is the device that fits yeah, yeah, at all yeah. time to, right. to disable machinery. Correct. So uh, Gemma was trying to fix it so it would work because she figures it would not only take out the Helios machine, but it would also take out the uh, the uh, Chronicons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, it also took out Coulson. Coulson, but, right, because, right. So anyway, so uh, while uh, Yo-Yo and May were fighting her, trying to basically keeping her distracted from completing her job, Gemma got the EMP working and triggered it, and it took out the Chronicom, took out the Helis machine, took out Coulson. Uh, so, and of course, the Chronicoms, as we've seen in previous episodes, when they fail in their mission, they basically just self-destruct and melt down. Uh, so the one at the site melted down, the one, um, at the base also melted down, Mm -hmm. but during this time, Sharp had escaped out of his bonds right after Deke had talked to him, he had escaped from his ropes and went into the Zephyr and saw all the futuristic stuff. And of course, Mac and Deke were standing there. So uh, he's sitting there wanting to know what kind of communist is this, stuff is this. And Matt comes over, he's okay, you need to calm down, and then punches him out. Mm-hmm. He said, I could explain it, but I don't want to. So, of course, now they still had him to deal with, and he'd seen the ship. Okay, so what they did is they took advantage of, again, the time they're in and the UFO craze that there was. So they basically laid him out on the ground and got into a Quinjet and hovered over him until he woke up. And you could tell when Mac was doing this, he was like, it, it almost like he was humiliated that he felt like he had to do it. Where he basically, you know, called him an earthling. Yeah. And told him that you're not going to talk to anyone about this because if you do, we're going to abduct you again and you're going to be probed. <laughs> and he said it like, I can't believe I'm saying this. But, and of course, then they uh, turned around and left. And of course, naturally, uh, Mr. Sharp immediately ran back to the diner where they all right. first met and told him how he'd been abducted by aliens. Uh, and uh, he thinks they were communists from the future. <laughs> and of course, funny. the waitress is sitting there looking at him. Yep, we got another live one. So apparently <laughs> this is a common occurrence over there. Uh, and in that way, of course, if he tells anybody, they're not going to believe him anyway. So, right. so, so they maintain the timeline. Okay, so where does that leave us here? Um, the Chromacons have been failed, foiled once again. Curses! It wasn't for you stupid kids! <laughs> uh, but, of course, they're still not going to stop. We've uh, already seen from the preview of next week that uh, Daniel Souza is involved in this next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to what extent, we're not sure, but apparently... At least if you go by Coulson's, you know, voiceover, that Dan Shusa was one of the first S.H.I.E.L.D. agents to die in the line of duty. Uh. Now, does that mean that they're trying to prevent that from happening or or what? We don't know. We know that May's still dealing with her issues. Yo-Yo's still dealing with her issues. And as you mentioned in the beginning... We still haven't seen fits! Right, we still have no fits. Uh, now, like I said, from what we've seen from the previews of next episode, like I said, I'm almost wondering if it, at least part of it's going to be in black and white, because most of the clips they showed were in black and white. Yeah. Now, as if that was, and I don't know if those are going to be flashbacks where they do that, or how they're going to do that, 
but it certainly wouldn't surprise me for Shield Agents of Shield to do an entire black and white episode if they choose to do that. Uh, but uh, that's kind of where we're at at this point. Like I said uh, we have got nine episodes left. Yes, we do. And uh, so far they've been they've all been really good. Uh, I think so. And uh, like I said, the whole time going back to different time periods, I've liked. Uh, so uh, no uh, Game of Thrones issues to this point. No. <laughs> so <laughs> that's good, and no Quantum Leap issues to this point. I'm assuming, uh, though they are still back in time. So, and that was another thing I thought was interesting, where Gemma told them that it takes them less energy to move forward well, in time than it does to go back. back. Now, of course, I'm thinking it may take more energy, but if you're following the Chronicoms, you don't have a choice. If they decide to suddenly go back in time, I assume then you're going back in time. Uh, but just so happens at this point, because they didn't think they were going to go back as far as they did. They didn't think they were going back to 1931. Yeah. They probably assumed they were going to start in the time they're at now, you know, right around when S.H.I.E.L.D. was formed. Right. Uh, so, but from this point forward, you're going to assume that you're going to keep moving forward. Uh, like I said, and basically, and that was something that Mac had said that you know because we are drafting off the Chronicoms, we're basically always a step behind them. Right. The I guess the fortunate thing is is apparently most of the the Chronicoms plans are slow moving plans, so but you still have time once you get there to decipher what's going on and stop it. Right. Uh, you know. If they were something they could do quickly, by the time you realize where you're at and what's happening, it could, be over, right, it, it could be over with. Uh, and that was another thing that didn't happen this time, which probably tells you that they're not ready to leave this time period. Because there was no clock that suddenly kicked on that says you're getting ready to leave. Right. So which tells me that the next episode is still based in that same... At least for the first part of it. Right. Anyway. <clears throat> True enough, because they could do a time leap in the middle of an episode right. if they should decide to do that. And even though we know that Enoch is around in 1955, we never saw him. Like I said, I'm, I'm assuming that's not going to be the last we're going to see of Enoch. No, we haven't seen any proof Tired otherwise of it. I'm telling you that Enoch is with, it was with um, Fitz, I'm telling you. Well, we also know he was with uh, Koenig in 1931. Yeah, he might just be all over the place. His timeline doesn't matter because he's not a real thing. He's, not, he's just a thing. He's not a person. So why have we been talking about him then? He's useless. No, he's awesome. <laughs> we love him. So anyway, so uh, that's pretty Since much... he's an inanimate object. Well, yeah, so then if you want to go by that, so is Coulson, so is... Uh, well, true, but we still love their personalities. How about that? Right. So they're okay. They're, they're like good toasters. <laughs> <laughs> you miss them when they're gone. <laughs> A refrigerator and an air conditioner. Those are the things you miss when they're gone. Since we had another power outage. Oh, that, that's, a that's whole, for a whole nother day. <laughs> we might discuss power outages at our next fantastic Kathy and Martin's Coffee Bin. Okay, don't put that in there. It's too late. It's already out there. Oh All no, right. it's out there. <laughs> what do we do? What are we gonna do now? What's All that right. from? Uh, it's um. Uh, friends. No. Mm. It's from uh, something else? Yes. It's from, it's out there. I don't know. It's a problem. Harry Met Sally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't take it back. It's already out there. Oh, yeah. my God, it's out there. What yeah. are we going to do? <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, 
That's also for her. <laughs> I know you're right. You're right. You're so right he's never right. he's, he's never gonna leave his wife, <laughs> right? Right. You're right. Uh, the late Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so that's uh, like I said. So that's episode three of Agents of Shield, and uh, until episode four, I'm Martin. And I'm Kathy. And we'll see you next time on Martin and Kathy's Coffee Bench. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.